Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back to the 11 o'clock hour. And, of course, this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for your employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can always visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. All right, welcome back in. It's Louis. We're taking you up until noon here. Uh, some version of the V-Show after us, and then, of course, first uh, replay 3 to 6 uh, here on ESPN Louisville. Um, what else should I mention? Um, when does the uh, you know Louisville does... baseball is is back in 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 full swing? We had the coaches shows last night. Um, today they play EKU over uh, with our friends at uh, nine seventy at two fifty. Um, so make sure that you catch uh, Louisville baseball if you are interested in such things with Sean Moth. What's up? When does the uh, chicken finger read come? Oh, would you like me to do that now? I think <laughs> no. Let <laughs> let's hold it a little while. You got flustered there. Is it, is it that good? Oh, it's terrific. Okay, all right, just checking. All right. It's uh, terrific. The Jackie Robinson roadside thing, is it sad or is it funny? Uh, it's sad. I agree. It's sad. And um, for those who haven't seen this, the New York City Department of Transportation hung up a new road sign for uh, the Jackie Robinson Parkway, which is terrific. And they spelled Jackie J-A-K-I-E. Oh, the, th- the thing that is amazing to me, of course, when they realized it, Louie, they, they changed it. But what's amazing to me is that the New York City Department of Transportation would make a mistake. <laughs> a government agency misspelled Jackie Robinson's name? There it is. Unbel- I mean, that, that's... He's only I, the, I second most, the second most famous uh, Jackie in sports. Can you name the most famous, Dan? Uh, yes, I can. It's Jackie Givens. Damn right, Goose Givens. What's up, Jackie um, Goose Givens? You know the reason I put this on here is is because of course it's it's ridiculous, but also is is he who? You know, we talk about Ali, we talk about Babe Ruth, like as twentieth century American athletes or North American athletes. Um, 
is he where is he on that group? You know, we we did Mount Rushmore the other day. You had Reagan on your Mount Rushmore. Um, what where would you put? Would Jackie Robinson make the twentieth century athletes Mount Rushmore for Dan Issel? No question. Okay, yeah, I agree. No, no, no question. Not only because he was a great player. I mean, that, you know, that's that in itself would put him on the Mount Rushmore. But what he had to go through being the first African-American in Major League Baseball, I would equate it to being uh, uh, kind of like uh, what Perry Wallace had to do at Vanderbilt when he was the first African-American player to go through uh, Alabama and Mississippi and Georgia and Florida and Louisiana, um, you know, to, to have to put up with what he had to put up with and still be able to have the career that he had. Uh, there's no question he's on the Mount Rushmore. Is Babe Ruth on the Mount Rushmore? <sighs> probably. Yeah, probably is, right? I, I, I mean, I, he was he was hitting uh, 40 home runs, Louis, when, second, when the second place guy was hitting 13. Yeah, right. Stuff like that. So. I think Ty Cobb's career high was eight. Mm. Now, are we talking just baseball? No, no. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, like, I think you could get pedantic. You could get, like, in the weeds of this conversation and, like, Jim Thorpe goes on your Mount Rushmore or something. Or, um, you know, I I don't know that Ali had the greatest career of any boxer, but boxing was really important in the United States in the 20th century. Huge. And and he was he was easily the most identifiable guy. Um, Joe Lewis was probably like of careers had a better career, for example. Um, yeah, but I don't think Joe Lewis, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali came along at a time. Right. I mean, back, boxing was was a huge sport back when Joe oh. Lewis. But I don't think it, it didn't have the exposure. You know, there there, there oh yeah, a lot boxers of were going on talk shows when Ali was coming up. Absolutely, no, it was it was considerably more. But exposed but to the I, public when he came up. Yes. I'm going to tell you, Louie, when he beat Sonny Liston, mm. that was the number one sports story, not for a day, not for a week, not for a month. That was the number one sports story till he till he beat him again. Mm. I mean, it was such an upset. Sonny Liston was such a hardcore, and you got you know you, you got this guy that's shooting off of his mouth, which. Uh, again, back in that day, yeah. you know the way that he I mean, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I mean that today that's normal conversation for athletes. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean back then, well, someone had to do it Im- first. That's right. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine how how uh, uh, anti culture that was to boast uh, the way that he did, and then go out and and back it up? Um, that was a that was a huge story. So. I, I think you're right. I don't. I don't know if he was the greatest boxer that ever lived. I, I think you could make you. an argument about his talent when he got to his peak. He was the best, but his career and a lot of it was because of the the Vietnam stuff and you know he missed. That guy took a stand during the peak of his career. Yep. And 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 absolutely suffered the consequences for his career of that decision. Now, long term, it looks like the correct decision as far as his his reputation. Um, but yeah, no, no. I, I think people argue that at his prime, he was as good as anyone has ever been in that that weight class. But but, he, but you could make an argument for other people. What you can't argue about 
is that he was the greatest thing that ever happened to the sport of boxing. Mm, okay. I um uh coming down on the text line, uh Jackie Robinson also played baseball, football and basketball and ran track at UCLA. Oh yeah, he was Oh no, no. You have to remember for someone to break barriers like he did, you not only have to be great, you have to be generationally great. Mm-hmm. And then you have to be a gener- generationally great mind to put up with all the crap that he gets thrown at you as well. Absolutely. So no, he's up there. And is Jordan the fourth? Uh, Jordan, in, in my mind, Jordan's the best that ever played basketball. I think he also changed marketing and how athletes are marketed and how much money they can make and all that kind of stuff. I, so I think as far as if we're doing the Rushmore thing, uh, I, I think I would put him on there alongside the other three guys we talked about. Yeah, and, and you know what I would say in, in, in support of that, Louie, what I would say is here's a guy – that has not dribbled a basketball for what, 20, 25 years? 25, yeah. And he's still the face of the NBA. So, uh, oh, they're still putting his, his silhouette on jerseys. <laughs> Football teams play with his silhouette on their jerseys at schools that he did not attend. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think right. those would be the four. If you got yeah. someone different, four three seven nine six eighty, uh, Ali Robinson Jordan for sure. The fourth is debatable. Um, yeah, I think you, I, I think you could debate around those things, but um, I do think I think Babe Ruth is the fourth. I just I I don't. Is there a person more synonymous with their sport than Babe Ruth? No. That's pretty, no, and again, that's we're talking about almost a hundred years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the longevity. I mean, if you ask. If you ask people right now uh, who's the best professional basketball player, I, I'm, I'm guessing Jordan would get over half the votes. Um, uh, baseball, I, I don't know. Uh, boxing, Muhammad Ali might get 90% of the votes. That's fair, actually. Yeah. So um, That's fair. Yeah, I like our Mount Rushmore. There you go. And then Ronald Reagan would be the administrator, so there you go. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, people, uh, people appreciative of this conversation on the text line. People agreeing with uh, largely with who we put on there. Um, so our, uh, the, the, they just got to get this right. It was called the Interborough Parkway before uh, the 50th mm-hmm. anniversary of his groundbreaking season in '97 when they renamed it as well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, that, that this also reminded me we're, we're overdue for a visit with, with Goose Givens. Um, that's the other part of that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We'll do that. Yeah. Um, Gretzky might be ahead in ahead of Ruth. I, I okay. So if we're just going on who was greatest at their sports, then maybe. But Gretzky did not have the cultural impact of a Babe Ruth. I mean, he just didn't. Um, can't think of anybody for football really. That's yeah. That's an interesting comment too. Like who would be the NFL? One of the reasons it's great is because it turns over. It's why a guy like Tom Brady is so unique and different, right? That he was that great for that long. One of the good things about the NFL is that every four or five years you get a new dude, right? Um, one of the very best things. Um, uh, got, uh, texter saying guys like Jordan uh, usually pave the way and watch everyone reap the benefits. He's definitely one of the uh, Mount Rushmore uh, sports icons just for that. No question. Um, texter, Ali can run the streets with tens of thousands of people and not need a bodyguard. <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, pictures of him? He would train on the on the track at Churchill? No. You've never seen that? No, he ran. He ran around the track at church. Yeah, because he wanted to run in the dirt because it was heavier, it was harder. Yeah, kind of like running on the beach. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Let me see yep. if I can find you a picture and put that. Uh, yeah, on the that'd show be sheet. great. So I'd love. I'd love to hear your reaction on air. Oh, yeah, there it is. Boom! Right away. 
that's such a great picture too, man. I'd love to know, man. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think if um, they have this down at the Ali Center. I'm not sure they do. Um, I'm going to put it right under the Jackie Robinson thing there, okay? Okay, right, great. There, there it is. And so you go ahead and uh, pull that uh, picture up for me, and then we'll um, – um, Texture saying uh, Jabbar never uh, gets any love for being the best basketball player. Um, between college and pro, he had a, a totality of a career. I, I think Dan and I are huge Kareem guys, right? I mean, I like, am. Yeah, right. And a lot of personal experience for you. Man, Tiger Woods coming down on the text line. That's a good Ooh, one. Ooh, that's a good one. That's yeah, a good that one, is man. a good one. That's a great picture. Some of his – oh, isn't it amazing? Yeah. 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 (laughs) And I think he's in like – It looks – now, I'm going to guess that that was a four-photo-op picture because he has on slacks. Oh, oh, sure. I mean, he, he didn't run around Churchill Downs in slacks. I don't know, man. (laughs) <laughs> but that is a great early in his career quote from Churchill Downs he jogged over our one mile dirt track to uh, build fitness and he later visited our track to attend the Kentucky Derby um, so I, I, I don't know man I, I don't I don't know why you would lie about that but um, no I, I I'm I, no, I'm sure that he did it but he wasn't doing you're it saying the for day this, this, this picture photo, was sure. taken yeah. that's what I'm saying yeah uh, Joe Namath yeah. started the celebrity statue for uh, statue for football that's a good one um yeah, Ali also has the best sports photograph ever taken where he's standing over. Yeah, no no question. Yes. Over, uh, totally, uh, over listing. Yeah, yeah, Texter's yeah. totally right about that. It is it is easily one of the great great photos of all time. I think one of the other really great ones is is after he scored the goal, Bobby Orr is flying through it looks like he's flying. Um <laughs> it is it is Boston Bruins uniform. I think that's a really great one. Uh just the timing of that one. Um yeah, man, but that Ali photo is absolutely iconic. No, that's great. I, that's one of the one of the highlights of my sports career was getting to spend time with with Ali on a couple of occasions. You told the story. Where were you when he saw you and Sherry at a hotel and just kind of sat we were, down? We uh, were. It was a it was a roast for <laughs> John Y. Okay, and I, I'm guessing it was it was either a fundraiser for his run for governor or a fundraiser for one of his charities. Sure. But we did, we did a roast, uh, at, at one of the, uh, one of the hotels downtown, uh, on fourth street and Sherry and I had gone out for lunch. It was a Saturday. Uh, the place was basically empty and we walk in the lobby and there is nobody in the lobby except for Mohammed sitting sitting on a couch in front of a uh, coffee table okay so he uh, and we had met I, I had i had the opportunity to meet him several times before one was at a uh, derby party at john wise house but uh so he he motioned sherry and i over there and and did card tricks for oh, us that's right <laughs> for about 15 minutes um no he was uh he he was a very humble man. It was, and I've told this story before at that derby party, uh, Howard Cosell was there and he was working for ABC. And I guess ABC was doing the derby back then. 
but it was you i think they were at two or three different derby parties the night before the derby and so they came to howard live and so there was this little cupboard uh between the dining room and the kitchen and and uh, Mohammed came in with his entourage, you know, five or six people, and he stood. I mean, that cupboard was was not as wide as a hallway, and he stood in there, and just talked to you know his people. I mean, he was very nice to people. He wasn't, but you know, he was out of the way, very quiet, a humble guy. And so the light comes on. Howard goes live. And Howard's job is to show what a Kentucky Derby party looks like. <laughs> Ali comes out of the hallway and just yells at Howard. It was it was so, I mean, it was his persona mm. in public. Mm. But, you know, I forget who he was fighting next. I'm going to kill him, Howard. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. And, and so how, Howard goes for like 10 minutes and Ali's the whole show. Right. They say, okay, that's the p- party from uh, John and Ellie Brown's house. Uh, back to you. They flip off the lights. Muhammad goes back to the hallway and never says a word to anybody else the rest of the evening. It was his, his public persona and, when, and what he was really like as a person were were two different things, and of course, it made him millions and millions of dollars. There you go. Well, I think he makes the uh, the Mount Rushmore. I can't believe we're doing Mount Rushmore talk in February, but um, uh, the reason Woods would not be in the 20th century one is because of his 15 major wins. Two of them were in the 20th century; the rest of them were 2000 or later. So, um, I think there that you be, go. That would be. Uh, I don't want to use the word disqualifying, but it would disqualify him based on the calendar more more than anything else. But uh, no, I, I, these are really good. Uh, someone saying that they think Gordy Howe is the best hockey player of all time. Man, if you go on longevity, that guy was in the top five in scoring in the NHL day for 20 straight seasons. Hmm. Unbelievable. I mean, just a remarkable... I think he played in four different decades because his career started... Yeah, he, I mean, he, got, he played with his sons, didn't he? Uh, who am oh, I yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to see, you know, uh, Dan brings up an interesting point. Uh, Texture says, in Louisville, it was not uncommon to randomly run into Ali like on an elevator or something. Yeah, it's true. He's just around. Uh, I, I have to say, since I moved here, there was no finer day in this town than h- the day of his funeral. The, the, the city showed so well on a national, like the whole world was watching Louisville that day. Yep. And, and the city showed up, man. It was great. Uh, the... Jack Nicholas getting a vote now. Well, that's a good one too, man. Um, but the whole city, I mean, just the, I don't know if you remember uh, the television coverage, Dan, just the, yeah, no, I mean, that, 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 yeah. that limo was driving on flowers for 75% of that route. Mm-hmm. I mean, people just showed up and, and showed their support and, and really a lot of town pride that day. And um, that is certainly one that um, stands out since, since we moved here in the late, uh, in the late aughts in 2009. So. Man, oh, man. Well, good stuff. Uh, I'm going to do the Raising Cane's read now, Dan, uh, to completely derail the show. Are you ready? (laughs) Go ahead. Thanks to the Raising Cane's team for bringing by lunch to the ESPN Louisville Studios today. Perfect for lunch, dinner, or your next game watch party. At Raising Cane's, every chicken finger served is hand-battered and cooked to order just for you. No wonder they were voted number one most craveable chicken in the U.S., according to Technomic, one love. Multiple area locations order online, RaisingCanes.com. Oh. 
the hair stands up on my arm. That's how you do radio right there, Avery Dill. I'm, Take notes. I'm going now, <laughs> unlike you, unlike you, I'll have to pay for my lunch, but I'm going to Raisin Cane's. I, I've, I've said this before. There's one right down the street from us. So that, that, that read was so good. That's where I'm going to have lunch today. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, Let's uh, let's take an early break here. We'll come back with True Crime Tuesday from our friends over at uh, at Red Hot Roaster. Stop by there today. Man, my coffee was good this morning. How's your How's your latte there, uh, Dill? So good, and yeah. I love the little like Mustaches. stopper. Yeah, that that is not a mustache. What is it? That is a pair of lips. Oh, it's lips. Okay, sorry, I didn't look the, at mine. I'm sorry. They're all lips. But they're they're feisty, and of, I love it. Everything is pretty feisty over there. Yeah, um, it's uh, uh, a great place to get a cup of coffee. Available at Kroger in the Kentucky Proud section, and of course down at the fairgrounds. If you're ever out there for something uh, for um, any kind of fair, check them out at any of the coffee stations. Uh, Got to be the best coffee at any fairgrounds in the country. Some random play by play that we have here tomorrow. Providence and Xavier will be on six eighty one zero five seven following first take. If you are interested, as we get into the the grittiest of nits, Dan, of college basketball here at the end of February. This hour of the show, of course, brought to you by our friends at Kentucky, or excuse me, at Delta Dental and DeltaDentalKY.com. Uh, check out those plans for you, for your family, for your employees' nationwide network of dentists. If you are a dentist, expand your practice with that Dentist Tools tab at the top of the webpage, DeltaDentalKY.com. On the other end, suffer with us. It's True Crime Tuesday next. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome in. Final segment here on a Tuesday, True Crime Tuesday here on ESPN Louisville 680, 105.7. However you're hanging out, maybe it's ESPNLouisville.com, your smart speaker, your app on your phone, or you're just driving around. Thanks for making this part of your Tuesday. We really appreciate it. Bobby V up next. First replay at 3 Sweezy Street will take you up until 6 o'clock. We've got you covered every single day here, 7 to 6, local programming on ESPN 680-1057. Uh, and speaking of programming, of course, I mentioned it earlier, Bellarmine is playing Liberty tonight. Liberty a 17-point favorite in that one. 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock tip here on ESPN 680-1057 and on the app, so be sure to check that out. I'm reading about the Wakhan Corridor, Dan. The what? Uh, so I, I love geography. Um, when I was a little kid... I'm about to tell you something that is the least shocking thing you've ever heard in your life. I fell asleep many nights reading a 1980 world atlas. I mean, many (laughs) over easily over a thousand. Okay. Do you know where, do you know where the Wakhan corridor is? No. Okay. So it is the little piece of Afghanistan that sticks off to the, to the East and it actually forms a border with China. It reaches that far. So um, I'm reading about the Wakhan Corridor. So there you go. Mm. Um, it's full of floodplains, believe it or not. And all I'm doing is trying to get, not go to Drew Grime Tuesday, uh, which I'm kidding, of course. Uh, hey, so. <laughs> well, I've got something. I've got something that'll keep us. You know, I've I've said many times that yes. Sherry and I spend two hours together every day <laughs> watching the local news, the national news, Jeopardy, and Wheel of Fortune. Do you have your own bedroom? Hey. What? Well, you said two hours. So you don't sleep in the same bed. Oh, yeah, but either one of us goes to bed before the other, so it doesn't make any difference. Um, 
So uh, last night, Sherry is absolutely killing me in Jeopardy. Oh, which which seldom happens. Right? Yeah, seldom. She, she usually dominates wheel. you in, tr- in Wheel of Fortune. Wheel right? of Fortune. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But last night, the final question. Okay, what was the what was the largest country in Africa before part of it uh, gained their own independence? Yeah, the Sudan. Yeah. <laughs> That's not fair. I and now, shouldn't play you. Well, now the South Sudan, the South Sudanese have their own country. Um, yeah. The, so Ju- the Juba it. folks in the south of Sudan. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I got it right, and Sherry was really amazed. Okay. <laughs> Cartoon. Your turn, Avery. I actually uh, did a project with a woman from Cartoon for a linguistics class I had at IU. All right, True Crab Tuesday brought to you by our friends at Red Hot Roasters. Turn on the music. Red Hot Roasters, corner of Lexington and Payne. If you want to get some uh, quick drive through Joe uh, in the Highlands neighborhood over there, go check them out, of course. RedHotRoasters.com. Order two cans, and the shipping is free. Find them in the Kentucky Proud section at any Kroger. And if you are out at the state fairgrounds as well, you can find uh, Sandra and the team out there. We really appreciate them. I'm a huge fan of theirs. So glad we get to hang out with them every Tuesday. But unfortunately, it's for this segment. Avery, go. Hey, you, you need a feisty company <laughs> in order for this segment. Like, it, it just works. By the way, uh, woman-owned and run, too, man. We've got some cool partners on this show, and it's it's been fun to get to know uh, all of our partners, uh, Sandra and the team over there. Very, very cool people. All right, go ahead. All right. So this is Lacey Peterson, which we teased in the first segment. She was murdered by her husband on December 24th, 2002. So Merry Christmas to her family um, in Modesto, California. Oh, man. All right. So the morning of December 24th, Lacey and Scott, we don't like him. Okay. Um, They wake up together in their home. Perfectly normal day. Well, at least she thinks it's a normal day. They have breakfast. They watch a little bit of TV. And then Scott leaves to go fishing and or so-called fishing. And I have a problem with this, because why are you going fishing on Christmas Eve instead of, like, spending the day with your eight-month pregnant wife? Hmm. And it's Christmas Eve. Like, what if your wife went into early labor? We we got problems with him already. Too bad. Uh, and so, it said that Lacey had gone, and she, like, while he's out fishing, Lacey's taking their dog for a walk, and then... A little while later, the dog is seen wandering around their front yard with their leash, but neither Lacey or um, Scott, yeah, that's his name, um, Scott, are around. And this dog's seen by the neighbors, so she's like, oh, this is kind of suspicious, but also maybe Lacey went into labor on the way and she collapsed. You know, maybe she had problems. So good for the neighbor, like, okay. keeping, keeping an eye out. We're not mad at them. Um, however, Lacey's purse was also at the house still. So I guess she always took it with her, no matter what. Um, so her husband, Scott, when he gets home, yep. like he's trying to play the innocent card. Yeah, this yeah. is the only time that he's actually playing innocent this whole time. So he goes up and he calls her her mom because he's like, oh, maybe she went to go spend time with her. It is the holidays. So he calls her up, asks, hey, is Lacey with you? And she says no. So Lacey's stepfather, he goes ahead and calls 911 immediately because something's not right. Good for him. Love that. (laughs) Good for him. And so 
like it's that's the only innocent act that he ever did like however he does have timestamps from when he was over at the marina getting his boat that is the only time okay. he was fishing for about 90 minutes mm. um so a little odd but i guess that's like a normal time i don't know okay. i don't fish i go treeing. i believe you <laughs> so within the first couple of weeks like maybe two months or so after she disappears Scott goes ahead and he like he sells her car. He tr- <laughs> he looks into selling the house and he turns the baby's nursery into a storage office. <laughs> like if you're innocent, why are you doing this? I have so many questions for you. Mm. Like there's no way that you're innocent if you're doing that. That's just too suspicious. And so authorities they instantly begin looking for her. Great job on their part. They went about this investigation perfectly. Um, they even searched the waters near the Berkeley Marina, which is where he was actually going fishing. Yep. Um, and they instantly made Scott an early suspect. Of course, like I've said before, it's always the spouse or the significant other. Right. So, yes, good for them. And on night one, Scott refused to polygraph. Kind of expected, like, he should be, like, totally all over the place, doesn't want his emotions to affect the scores or anything. However, you never really want to take one, but he continued refusing to take one, um, even later on into the investigation. So cops were kind of suspicious, like, hey, why don't you want to give us answers? Um, however, they also realized that he wasn't asking many questions about the investigation. Like, hey, have you moved along? No, none of those questions. He didn't seem concerned about any progress, which seemed kind of odd. Like, your your pregnant wife went missing. Why are you not asking questions? Um, and then he also couldn't remember the type of bait that he used to go fishing. Like, you would probably remember that. Right. Or at least know what kind of fish you were, like, trying to go for. Um, and then, so, December 26th, two days after she goes missing... The cops, they have a warrant. They're going to go search his place just in case there's anything there. Totally reasonable. Right. And he's being very fishy. Like, he doesn't want them to search the place. If if you're innocent, you don't act like that. You're not hesitant to have them go look. Right. You know? Like, that's so awkward. And so his major concerns weren't finding Lacey. It was his car door hitting his other car door in the driveway. And the cops taking a picture of his boat in the shop. <laughs> and also getting a receipt for the pink slipper and sunglasses that the K-9 team used to go find Lacey. Oh, wow. Why are these your concerns? <laughs> like, red flags all over the place. And I get you don't know how you're going to react until you're in the situation. But if you're innocent, you probably don't react this way. Right. You're probably more of a mess. Um... And so, on December 31st, the town of Modesto, they hold this vigil for both Lacey and her son, um, Connor. Yep. Um, and it's great. They don't have any news yet, but they decide, okay, it's time to hold a vigil. And so, Scott, he attended the vigil. <laughs> However, he did not act like a grieving husband. Texts are suggesting Scott was being fishy. Oh, yeah. He's so fishy. <laughs> Very punny. Um, so he's smiling with his niece. He's laughing and joking around with other attendees. Like, this is a vigil for your wife. What are you doing? And there are pictures of him. 
like at the vigil in the newspaper. So January 3rd, police see this and they're very like even more suspicious of him. Sure. So they're like, hey, I need answers from the public. If you if you know where he was around this time frame, y'all let us let us know because something's not right. All right. Best part of the story. Go. Yes. So Amber Frey on January 24th, she comes clean about having an affair with Scott. And Scott, it took a while for him to admit it because, like, you don't want to look like a terrible husband, although you're already doing a bad job. Um, (laughs) And he, like, early on in December, they go to a Christmas party. After they got together literally the month before, and Scott tells her, hey. Well, like, originally he tells her, hey, yeah, my wife's dead. And this is my first year without her, so it's going to be very difficult. Like, that is so premeditated. And that's what the cops said. However, later on, he tells the cops when he's admitting that they have the affair, (laughs) that Lacey knew all about it, and she was cool with it. Like, sure, sure, Scott, of course you did. (laughs) Like, of of course your eight-month-pregnant wife is okay with you having an affair with this other lady. Um, so <laughs> Scott had told Amber that he was going to be away in Paris with buddies for New Year's Eve. And she believed him. Like, she had no reason to think that he was lying. However, she does see a newspaper with those pictures from him at the vigil. And she's like, oh, that's not what he told me. Like, why is he in town? Right. So she gets together with the cops. That's when she comes clean to the cops. Like, the January 24th date is when she came clean to the public. Um, And they get together. She starts recording their interactions and everything. Scott had no idea. And he just kept telling her lies in this entire time period. Mm. Um, So then, March 3rd, a few weeks later, the police announced, Hey, this is not just a missing person. We believe this is a homicide. Good for them. (laughs) Okay. Like, they know what they're doing. we got to stop calling this True Crime Tuesday and and call it either good for them or shame on you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then early on in April. they find him, right? Yes. They they... find Lacey and Connor washed up on the shore. um, Yeah. Over at San Francisco Bay. Very sad. Very, very sad. Took a few days to get the DNA results to confirm. And the day they find out... April 18th, they go and they arrest uh, Scott. Who has his brother's passport and ID on him. Yes, Oof. and then also $10,000 in cash, yep. camping gear, yep. four cell phones, and he dyed his hair blonde. <laughs> he pleaded like, not guilty. <laughs> yes, this dude. Look, if you've got all of that information on you, you are looking to change your identity. Yep. And you're looking to flee. No innocent person does this. Shame on you, Scott. Like, we don't like you. So he gets convicted. Yes. And and he gets the death penalty. Yes, he does. Oof. Like, we have competent juries. It was first-degree murder for Lacey and second-degree murder for Connor. Right. Um, And it was right around this time frame where what, like, Connor's, uh, like, Lacey's and Connor's law was passed, um, protecting any unborn like any unborn child from getting harmed by harming a, a pregnant woman. So love that. Um, and then in tw- like 
so he's getting his sentence in 2005. So they're moving very quickly with this. Like, they, they did their job. And then in 2012, he's like, no, I didn't murder her. Right. He's still claiming innocence. Sure. And he files an appeal. It was the guy with the dark hair, not him. He has blonde hair. Oh, yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah, different guy. But it's denied. Like, the judge is like, no, there's so much evidence pointing towards you. Yep. Good on the judge. Now, they overturned the death sentence in 2020, right? Yes. Do you Um, know anything about this? Because I'm interested with significant errors in jury selection. Why would that not overturn the The whole thing? The whole thing, yeah. Yeah. Do you know any part about that? So, the reason why the significant um, errors in the selection is because there were people there was one juror who said that she already was on a previous jury or something, and so that's... No, she said that she was con death death penalty, but if that's what the prosecution was oh, pushing, it. she would go for it. Got it. So, huh, yeah, okay. that's why... So it was about the overturned. sentencing part, not about the... Yes. Got it. Okay. Um... So that one was able to be overturned, and in tw- that was also filed in 2015. Right. But August 2020, which is when this case truly came back to light, um, California Supreme Court, they overturned the death sentence. Um, but he was resentenced to life without parole in December 2021. Yeah. And honestly, he, he needs to stay there. All right. Okay. Good job. Kill the music. I, I have one. I, I have a question. Yes. It, it this supposedly uh, Avery told us that on on December 24th they uh, they woke up watched a little bit of TV and Scott goes fishing how, how in broad daylight does he take his wife to the marina and murder her and not one person sees it well how does no one notice that she goes out on the boat and doesn't come back yeah like that that would have been his whole defense. Like, nobody saw me. Like, you you can't say I did it because there's no physical evidence of anyone else being with me. Avery just said the word like 85 times during the segment. Avery's comments are like a review of, this, of the murder. I like this. Okay, good. Uh, so my only – I have two questions, Dan, for you. Okay. Are you, a, are you a death penalty guy? Yes. Okay. Avery, are you a death penalty person? Yes. Okay. However, you do need to be 100% correct 100% of the time. And there are judges, not judges, uh, defense attorneys who can, like, end up putting in the effort and getting that sentence not possible. Got it. Um, the text are suggesting that they should not have overturned the, <laughs> the death penalty on that one. What do you think no. is worse, 50 years in prison or 10 years on death row? 50 what? years in prison. Yeah. Probably is right. Fifty years in prison. I, I and I don't get that about the juror because if you were in, I mean, the, the the attorneys know going into this thing that there's a possibility that he gets the the death sentence. Sure. Then, if I was an attorney, my first question to a potential juror would have been the one you just asked me. No question. Are you in favor of the death penalty? Other things right. that yes, other things that came out of this <laughs> texture texting and shame on you judicial system. 
Uh, Chuck- and like I said, good for the competent juries because some of these cases I've done have yeah. very idiotic People, juries. They just miss. Uh, someone pointing out that Chuck Hayes, uh, Kentucky great, uh, is from Modesto. I looked it up while you were talking, Avery. Um, we have listeners uh, to the podcast in over 210 cities in California. And uh, Modesto is 170th most uh, <laughs> most subscriptions of any city in California. <laughs> Come on, Modesto, they're, get better. They're uh, too busy fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and on Christmas Eve, without their pregnant wives. <laughs> hey, hey, Avery, I, I, oh. this has nothing to do with anything, but talking about competent juries, uh, do you believe that O.J. Simpson murdered uh, his wife and and Goldman? Yeah, it just, his story just seems too weird <laughs> to, like, not do it. It's the Bruno Mollies that did it for me, man. Like, those shoes being at the, I mean, it's just so. <sighs> All right. Well, reminder, uh, that's brought to you by, for some reason, uh, Red Hot Roasters, Corner of Lexington, and paid for a nice drive through cup of coffee. Find them at the fairgrounds or in the Kentucky Proud section at over 150 Kroger stores. RedHotRoasters.com as well. Two cans, and the shipping is free. It tastes like coffee, Dan. That's what I tell people. Now, I want. I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back in uh, in Louisville uh, the uh, first week in April, and so I want to go by and meet those ladies. Oh, okay. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. And uh, we've gotten into a lot of things. I think the only thing on here that um, I really wanted to make sure we talked about was old Will left us. Yeah. Um, and I, I I put this on here after I saw it in multiple different locations so um oj's son did it <laughs> our texas man um three rounds uh so i found on the athletic and then i saw something of course on uh the herald leader site and um different highlight different headlines different places um john hale asking the question can will levis be the next josh allen Oof. Oh boy, Dan, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going to reserve. I, I think you let the cake know, bake. <laughs> people know what, how I feel about leftists, but I will say one thing: he is going to throw at the combine. The combine starts today, by the way. Yep. And he's going to throw at the combine, which I think is brilliant, because. His biggest asset is the strength of his arm. Sure. And that seems to be very, very important. And so he won't have to throw. He, he, he'll have one receiver to throw to. So he won't throw it to the wrong receiver. And there will be no defense. So he won't throw it into double, double coverage. So throwing at the combine, will be, he'll be able to show all of his strengths as a quarterback, as a potential pro quarterback, and none of his weaknesses. So I think uh, whoever decided that, his agent or somebody, I think that's a brilliant call. He's also um, he also every time you see video of him like in shorts throwing the football, he looks great, right? Yeah, like yeah. he's just he's got the right build. He's got all of those things. Um, Texture saying, "I'm shocked that Dan will be back the first week in April." Hashtag Keeneland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, texter asking if you want some beer cheese when you're here absolutely okay all right okay i don't absolutely. know if that's an offer from the texter text back in if it is um we'll figure it out um yeah. but no i agree he's he is a um 
he's a guy who looks great in the gym. You know, like the guys who, you know, basketball players that are great at practice, right, sort of thing. Um, so, no, I'm with you. I think that he's going to look – he's going to look – he's going to look great in his in, – in, in the workouts and in his shorts and everything he's got you know he looks he looks like an nfl quarterback so that i'm with you whoever's making that decision is is yeah no that that's that's very smart uh mel uh mel still has him as the number one rated quarterback what do you what do you think about that i mean stroud most of the things i see stroud and young go before him correct but what do you think about is there a possibility he's the number one quarterback possibility absolutely um oh an offer from the texture um I'll, I'll shoot you my email let's get something together um uh yes i i think the one that at the combine everyone will fall in love with is going to be anthony richardson from florida yeah and he probably had as bad a senior year well he got hurt but he probably had as bad a senior year as left us did <laughs> all right I do, i'd be go ahead I'd be real cl- I'd be real careful about Bryce Young. Bryce Young uh, played with you know a potential NFL player at every position on the field, and you know he's not. It's going to be interesting to see because one of the things they do is they measure you. Remember they talked about how small Pickett's hand was last year. Yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, you know everybody says, well, he's small, but look at Drew Brees. And Drew Brees was small. I mean, when he threw the ball down the field, he had to tilt his head up. He yeah. was looking through the face mask. Uh, but there hadn't been anybody since Drew Brees that size that has had a successful NFL career. So I'm not so sure I wouldn't take leftists in front of, of Bryce Young. There you go. Well, it'll be interesting to watch for sure. Yep. Well, I hear the music. That means we're at the end. Um Louie, you're going to watch uh, U of L tonight. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for this job, yes. Right. And and che- and cheer for that fifth win. Fifth win, so, baby. Can't be off yep. by one again. There you go. We'll uh, we'll be back again tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. We hope that you are too. This has been Isla and Louie, ESPN six eighty one hundred five point seven. Have a great day, everybody. College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.